Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Well, good morning. You are listening to Writer Than You. I'm coming live from Titletown, USA. Yes, Kansas City, Missouri. Very happy to be here with you for the next couple of hours. If you would like, you can interact with the show with me on Twitter, twitter.com backslash C-D-O-T Harrison. We've got a lot of fun to get into over the course of the next couple hours. We'll talk a little NBA here coming up momentarily. We'll also head to Kansas City to be joined by Josh Klingler of the Chiefs Radio Network. He was on the sideline during the Super Bowl. We'll talk to him about that experience. Also, about Eric Bieniemy, who was the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, but he's about to be the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. We'll get to that here coming up in just a bit. But as we head into the All-Star break, I want to talk a little bit about Kevin Durant as he has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. Now, we don't got to go back and rehash Kevin Durant's decision to join the Brooklyn Nets. We don't have to go back and rehash his decision to join the Golden State Warriors. We all know at this point with him what those decisions were. I believe that he let social media and the pressure tell him that he had to go get a ring. And instead of taking the long route, instead of taking the difficult path, He chose to go play basketball in Golden State. And then he let the pressure, he let the constant, your rings don't count, your rings don't matter, led him to a marriage with Kyrie Irving that was tumultuous from the day that he accepted the free agent contract. Well, now we fast forward to Phoenix. And, yes, there is pressure. Yes, there is expectation. It sort of feels like KD has the opportunity to pay for all of his basketball sins. There was a time where Kevin Durant broke the competitiveness of the NBA. It just wasn't fun. You know, we don't mind dynasties, but we don't want to see one team that feels too overpowered that did it the wrong way. You know, we thought there was a time that Brooklyn was going to be a super team. I don't know how we thought a team that relied on Kevin Durant's personality, Kyrie Irving's personality, and James Harden was going to work, and it didn't work. But it feels like KD now gets 
another chance here in Phoenix to sort of atone for every decision that he made. This feels like we've gone back in time a little bit, and now there is pressure. Now there is expectation. If Kevin Durant wins a championship this year with Phoenix, I'm not putting an asterisk by it. Sure, you joined a team that's pretty talented. You've got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. You now add yourself. That's a lethal combination. We all can see Chris Paul leaving the Western Conference Finals with a hamstring injury, right? Like, we see that coming a mile away. If there's anything I can guarantee you is going to happen, it's at some point this postseason Chris Paul is going to miss extensive amount of time with some random leg injury. This championship now is about Kevin Durant, and can he help get that team over the hump? It was a very different situation than when he joined Golden State. That was a team that had already been on the mountaintop. This Phoenix team, the last time we saw him in the NBA Finals, choked away a 2-0 lead. KD is being brought in because we think you're the missing piece to a championship. We've seen Chris Paul play with a lot of different teammates. Could never get him that championship. Can he do it with KD? Can he get them to the championship? I'm excited to see this Phoenix team once everybody gets there, see how they gel together, see how they come together, and see how they play. But it does feel like KD has a chance to atone for all the basketball sins that he committed in years past. So yesterday, Kevin Durant met with the media. Here's what he had to say about the pressure of playing for the Sun. I know it's always it's pressure because I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. So every time... So... So, so every time I step on the floor, people are going to expect me to do great things. And the team, I'm on to do great things. But I enjoy getting better as a player every day. I enjoy just waking up and getting to do this. So I don't ever say anything's a failure um, if, I get the, if I'm healthy enough to play the game of basketball. But I know what's on our backs, and we understand that. And we want to, we want to do the most. We want to get the most out of this opportunity. I like that attitude. I like that energy from Kevin Durant. I'm one of the greatest players to ever play the game. There should be pressure. There should be expectations. This is a situation in which I feel like I should win. Well, KD, once again, you have been given every tool you need to go out and have success. You've been given a Hall of Fame point guard. You've been given a Hall of Fame future running mate in Devin Booker, who one day will be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. You've been given a capable big that can protect the rim and DeAndre Ayton. There's no excuses for this Phoenix Suns team tonight. Get to the NBA Finals and win the NBA Finals. The Western Conference is wide open and there for the taking. Who has more talent now, Phoenix or the Denver Nuggets? Who has more talent now, Kevin Durant's new team or his old team? There's no excuse. I believe that Kevin Durant has been searching for NBA Twitter validation. NBA Twitter told him the first time he needed to win a ring, so he went and won a ring. I believe that experience didn't fulfill him as much as he thought. NBA Twitter told him to go win a real ring, so he went to Brooklyn. Well, that divorce ended terribly. Not an amicable split in the least bit. Well, now you've got a second chance. You've got a rebirth. You go down to Phoenix. You get Chris Paul his first championship. You help get that Phoenix Suns a championship and help get them over the hump. And I think a lot of people will move on. A lot of people will validate what you've been able to accomplish in your career. But now starts the hard part. you got to figure out a way to gel with this team, a group of new players, 
you got to find a way to likely overcome injuries that are going to happen over the course of the NBA playoffs because you play with a lot of guys that typically, normally, get injured. Let's actually keep things in Phoenix here for a little bit before we get back to the NBA with Antonio Daniels' future, or excuse me, past NBA guard. So, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, they just uh, they just hired a new coach. Congratulations to them. They got a new coach. They still have the same old quarterback in Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is one of my biggest disappointments. Number one overall pick. Look at him. He looks like the future of the NFL. For some reason, it just, just hasn't connected. It just hasn't come together the way that I expected it to come together. You look at his skill set. I think he's one of the five most talented quarterbacks in the National Football League. What is Jalen Hurts doing that Kyler Murray can't do? A major difference is people seem to like Jalen Hurts. People don't really seem to like Kyler Murray. Like, people seem to want to be around Jalen Hurts. They seem to gravitate towards his personality. You hear the way he conducts and carries himself in post-game press conferences, the way he conducts himself in front of the media. Who doesn't like Jalen Hurts? If you don't like Jalen Hurts, I assume something is wrong with you, not with him. That's not really how we feel about Kyler Murray. There's something there that's just just not connecting. There's something that's just not coming together. Well, you know what? His new employer, his new coach, he called Kyler Murray elite today. If you don't believe me, well, here's the audio. I have a very specific vision of how I want to play on offense. And the person that comes in here to run the offense is going to understand that everything that we do will be structured around the quarterback position to maximize his skill set. And we have an elite one. We also have some elite players at different positions already on the roster that I'm very excited to work with. And uh, that's what we're going to do. So, But uh, just as an overall general philosophy of being adaptable, uh, we're going to maximize Kyler's skill set. Did he use the word elite and Kyler Murray? In the same same phrase, in the same sentence, because I don't think that's what Kyler Murray is. He has elite traits. He has elite skills. He's very fast. He's got a strong arm. Being an elite quarterback is having the ability to elevate not only yourself, but your teammates. I look at what Joe Burrow's been able to accomplish. I think he's an elite quarterback. I look at what Josh Allen has been able to accomplish. He's an elite quarterback. We don't even have to discuss Patrick Mahomes. He's not a normal NFL quarterback like the rest of these guys. Let's just leave him in his own separate conversation, separate from all these other guys. There's 31 starting quarterbacks in the league, and then there's Patrick Mahomes, who is not playing the same game that these other guys are playing. So I won't be disrespectful to Patrick and compare him to Kyler Murray in this context. Haven't we just learned with the Brooklyn Nets that it's one thing to be abundantly talented? That more goes into building a team or being great than just simply having ability. There's a certain kind of personality trait that you need to have. There's a certain level of discipline. There's a certain level of togetherness that needs to happen in order for you to truly ascend from being good to great. And I don't think we have seen any of those personality traits in Kyler Murray in his time at Arizona. In fact, we have seen the opposite personality traits out of Kyler Murray. There's no denying Kyler Murray's ability. He feels like an NBA player that's just going to score a lot of points in his career, but never really play in any important games. I mean, we can name those guys. 
guys that average 24, 25, 26. You know what Kyler Murray is? Gilbert Arenas. That's who he is. Everybody that watched the NBA knew Gilbert Arenas can get buckets. He can drop 50 on you in a heartbeat. No one has Gilbert Arenas' memories. He didn't play in many important games. It looked good. It just really wasn't. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by Antonio Daniels. We talk about Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. We also take a look at NBA All-Star Weekend. That's all coming up. Keep it right here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. You are listening to Writer Than You. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be filling in for my guy, Bill Ryder, today. Expected to be joined by Antonio Daniels, who works for Sirius XM NBA Radio here coming up in just a bit. But until we're joined by Antonio Daniels, let's talk about right now what is the top story in the NFL. So Eric Bieniemy has been the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs over the last four seasons. They have won two Super Bowls, been to three of them, been to four AFC championship games. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the Chiefs offense has been very good. That has not been enough. Eric Bieniemy has interviewed for 17 head coaching jobs, has not gotten one of them. It would appear that right now he feels like he needs to take a different path to being a head coach in the National Football League. What's that saying? Insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same results. I think it has become apparent to Eric Bieniemy that the path that I am on is not going to get me to what I ultimately want. That I have been doing this as the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs now for four seasons. And usually, this is what gets you a head coaching job in the National Football League before Eric Bieniemy, Matt Nagy was an offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. He got the Bears job. Doug Peterson was an offensive coordinator for Andy Reid. He got the Eagles job. Brad Childress, back in Philadelphia, was an offensive coordinator. You remember, he got the Minnesota Vikings job. So, Normally, the path to getting you a head coaching job in the National Football League was to kind of come up under Andy, get some seasoning, get some experience, and then move on and have your own opportunity. That's not happened for Eric Bieniemy. So Eric Bieniemy right now is interviewing with the Washington Commanders, and 
it would appear that he's going to get that job. This is what I fear with EB. This feels like a press to me. This feels like you're making a move out of desperation and not because you feel like it's the best move. I don't have to talk to you about the differences in the Kansas City Chiefs organization and the Washington Commanders organization. The Kansas City Chiefs have maybe the strongest ownership right now in Kansas City or in the NFL. You've got Clark Hunt. You've got a strong front office with Brett Veach. You've got a great Hall of Fame head coach in Andy Reid. You've got a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Great chemistry, great culture that's there. Kansas City right now is the blueprint of what you're trying to aspire to be in the National Football League. Washington is the exact opposite. You have uncertainty in the ownership group. Ron Rivera feels like a lame duck head coach. That if Washington doesn't make the playoffs this year, I don't think that Ron Rivera is going to be the head coach for too much longer. You don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Are you betting your future on Carson Wentz? You betting it on Taylor Heineke? Are you betting it on Sam Howe? You go from Patrick Mahomes to Sam Howe? It's like going from a Maserati to a Pinto. This just feels like a desperate move to me from Eric Bieniemy. I get it. I think the league has communicated what you've done is not good enough, and we need you to go run your own team, go be a CEO, and then we'll reconsider you being a head coach. Keep this in perspective with Eric Bieniemy. He's fallen out, I think, of the national conversations. How do you get back in it? He only interviewed for one head coaching job this year. His time has passed, I think, in terms of being a hot candidate in the National Football League. It would appear that if he wants to get back into the league's good graces, this is what he's going to have to do. It just feels like a little bit of a press to me. We'll get back to this topic coming up in just a bit, but let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by Antonio Daniels of Sirius XM NBA Radio. Antonio, how's it going this morning? I'm good, Carrington. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Let's start with this. What's the best thing about NBA All-Star Week? <laughs> uh, do you want a politically correct answer or uh, the real answer? I want all the tea. Okay. Well, the best thing for me about NBA All-Star Week is it's now a week. You know, back when I played, it used to be a weekend. You know, you got three days off, two, three days off. Now you got six, seven days off. So we played the Lakers, uh, meaning the Pelicans, uh, a couple days ago on Thursday. And I don't, I'm basically off for the next five or six days outside of Sirius XM. So for me, that's the best part. Um, the break that you get in between now as opposed to what it was like before. But um, I'm looking forward to the other things. I'm looking forward to the – uh, the Rising Star Challenge. You know, the New Orleans Pelicans, we have two players in it, Jose Alvarado and Trey Murphy, and also the dunk contest that Trey Murphy's in. But um, And also the new format for the NBA All-Star Game. I think that's going to be interesting. It's more of a pickup style um, atmosphere where they're going to pick the teams literally right before the game. So um, any change to the All-Star Game like that, I'm all up for. So you work with the Pelicans right now. You just mentioned Trey Murphy, who was in the dunk contest. I think a lot of people saw that dunk contest list and said, I don't know who a lot of these guys are. Right. 
you got to sell us on your guy, Trey Murphy, having a little bit of bounce here and him ultimately winning this year's dunk contest. You know what? That's tough, Harrison, because if I try and sell you, it's like if you haven't watched the Pelicans play this year, it's a hard sale. But I'll tell you this. Trey Murphy is one of the guys um, that has the athleticism and marksmanship to win both the dunk contest and the three-point shootout. I tell you that. Like, he, he's, that, he's that skilled. Uh, six foot nine, six foot ten, long, athletic. And he, he has some, you know, I, I've seen him do some, some, pretty, some pretty amazing things in practice. So I'm interested to see what he looks like when those lights come on. Right now we're talking to Antonio Daniels of Sirius XM NBA Radio. He also works with the Pelicans as well. So let's start with a team in the Western Conference and the Phoenix Suns. I started mm-hmm. off the show with this that I think KD has a chance to atone for some of his basketball sins. He sort of made the NBA non-competitive there for a couple years when he joined oh, Golden State. He then went to Brooklyn, and that didn't work. I think people are willing to look at this with a with, with a brand-new look on life with Kevin Durant, but they got to win the championship either this year or next year. Chris Paul has never won one. This is your chance to get Chris Paul his first ring. We know that Phoenix lost in the NBA Finals a couple years ago. People will look at you as the guy that helped get them over the hump. I think KD has the chance to atone for all of those basketball sins if he can help this Phoenix team win a title. Okay, Carrington. First, we'll disagree on the basketball sins part. We'll disagree with that. I, I never think it's wrong for a player to do what's in his best interest. Because if I ask you right now if Kevin Durant made the wrong decision, by going to Golden State, what would be your answer? I think he made the right decision. That's what matters. Because when it's all said and done at the end of the day, when you're talking about the greats of this game, they're judged on that. They're judged on championships, right? Now, it may not have been what the fans wanted, but it's what was best for Kevin Durant's career. On the other side of that, um, looking at Phoenix right now, I I don't know what people will feel that different. Because he joined a, um, an elite team, a team that was in the finals two years ago. Uh, I, I think they're the favorite coming out of the West. Um, I love the move for Phoenix. The fact that they were able to acquire Kevin Durant without ridding themselves of DeAndre Ayton. They kept on to their core three. That's amazing to me. The fact that they kept on to their – they held on to their core three with I, and was still able to acquire Kevin Durant. I think they're the favorite coming out of the West now. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I guess depending on who you talk to about the course of Kevin Durant's career, you know, we can, we can differ on that piece. But I feel like he has a great opportunity now to add another championship to his already storied resume. This is what I would say, Antonio. I think he made the right basketball decision. Like, I'm not denying that you had a chance to go play with Steph and Klay Thompson and that offense and the pressure that was taken off of you. I think he made the right basketball decision. But just from the outside looking in, I don't know if KD really ever had peace with that decision. This is what I think. I think he was told, you got to go win a ring. You got to go win a ring. He won that first ring. He didn't really get the credit that he thought he was going to get for winning that first ring. Then they did it a second time in almost the exact same fashion. And I think people kept saying, hey, hey, these rings don't count. We don't count these rings. We we want you to do more. 
Then he tried to go build his own situation in Brooklyn. I'm not really sure why he banked on Kyrie Irving's personality, but he made that decision. This is a one where I think KD really wanted to go to Phoenix. I think Phoenix is a good situation. And he has all the necessary parts, I think, to go win a championship. If he wins this one, I think people will say, hey, KD, this is the ring that you earned. I don't know if people feel like KD earned those first two. And here's the thing, though. I, I agree with everything that you just did. But that's like life in general, though. Like, think about something that, that we want to accomplish in life, and you actually accomplish it, and you're like, man, this is not all that I thought it was going to be. I don't think, I don't think Kevin Durant felt it. He even came out and he said that. You know, it, wasn't, it didn't feel the way I thought it would feel after I won those rings. I, I, completely, I completely agree with you there. I completely grasp that concept. That still doesn't, when it's all said and done, though, and it's 20 years down the line, and we're talking about Kevin Durant being one of the greatest players to ever touch a basketball, when you look back at it, it's not going to be like, oh, well, you know what, that's the year that he, no, you're going to look at the championships because that's what we do. And you're always told when you're one of the greats that you have to win a championship. Think about, like, some of the guys now. Anytime Charles Barkley's on TNT and he says something that people agree with, what is their what is their comeback to that? Oh well, what does he know? He never won a championship, because that's what we judge guys by. So I'm not upset at Kevin Durant for doing that, and I agree he did what what was best for his career. And the thing that you found out that you find out about the NBA is when players do what's in their best interest, they're vilified for it. But when organizations do what's in their best interest, they are cheered for it. You know, it's a business when the organization does it, but when the player does it and the fans don't like it, they're vilified for it. I don't think what he did was wrong. I think what he did was right in his thought process as far as this is what I need to do to win a championship. Yeah, so be it. And then when it's all said and done, if you look back at it and say, gosh, this didn't give me the joy I thought it would give me, so be it. And now you are right. He is in another opportunity to, to do something special. But he's with one of the brighter young stars in the league in Devin Booker. He's with one of the best game managers to ever play the game in, in Chris Paul, along with a, a double-double guy in DeAndre Ayton. I feel like, honestly, this puts a lot of pressure on Kevin Durant, though. Because if you don't get it done, if you don't get it done with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton, now people may start to look at you sideways a little bit. Right now, we're talking to Antonio Daniels here for a couple more minutes. Former NBA guard, currently with Sirius XM, also is a TV analyst with the Pelicans. Antonio, if I had told you, I don't know, let's say like a year ago, hey, who's another superstar you would pick to put with Luka? I don't know if I would have picked Kyrie. Like, their styles of play just doesn't seem like it's going to mesh well. Dallas is taking a gamble that it is going to mesh well. How do you think those two guys can coexist? It's just two ball-dominant need the ball to kind of create how do you think those two guys are going to work together in Dallas? You know, Carrington, the question that I have is, what's considered working together, though? Because, like, to the tune of Dallas getting back to the Western Conference Finals, like, the question, okay, let me respond to your question with the question. If, can Kyrie and Luka coexist and them get eliminated first or second round? I got to see how they get eliminated in the first round and who they go up against. Like, one of my fears with Dallas is, and maybe this is answering your question a different way, one of my fears with Dallas is going to be that it's going to feel like their offense is taking turns. 
All right, now it's Kyrie's turn. Dribble, 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 dribble. All right, next time down the court, now it's Luka's turn. Dribble, 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 dribble. That's not a style of basketball that I think is going to be able to win in the postseason. That I do think there needs to be a little bit more flow. There needs to be some more movement. To me, there there's enough talent on this Dallas team to get back to that Western Conference Finals that you just alluded to. I think that's all there for them. I just want to see how their offense flows together here over these next couple months as we ramp up for the postseason. And this is why I think that Kyrie Irving will and Luca will work. You know why? Because it's Kyrie Irving's free agent year. And for some strange reason, when guys become and they're on their free agent deals, everything seems to fall in place for them. Like, you know, the I mean, the work ethic, the attitude, uh, the environment around them. Now, if Kyrie Irving had three more years left on his deal, then like, okay, I may be, be thinking a little different. I liken this to Chris Paul joining James Harden. But there's a difference between Chris Paul and Kyrie Irving, though. And I am a big Kyrie Irving fan. I am. But Chris Paul has uh, elevated every organization that he stepped into. You know, when he went to New Orleans, he elevated them. When he went to Houston, he elevated them. When he went to OKC and they said, you know what, your career's going to die, he elevated them. Took Phoenix to the NBA Finals, he elevated them. Kyrie Irving's been different. He was with LeBron James and then wanted out, goes to Boston. Then that didn't work. Then he goes to Brooklyn, and then that didn't work. You know, and now he's in another situation in Dallas, and we'll see how that goes. But when you have a ball-dominant guy, like James Harden was in Houston, like Luka is in Dallas, you need someone to offset your offense, to take some of the offensive responsibility from those guys. And I think Kyrie Irving is a great um, fit next to Luka especially during his free agent year. Because during his free agent year, guys are on, and I mean this in the most respectful way, Carrington, guys are on their best behavior. So I don't see Kyrie Irving rocking that boat at all. I see him saying all the right things and doing all the right things because he knows at the end of this year, there's a huge payday waiting for him. That is Antonio Daniels joining us on the show today to get you ready for the NBA All-Star Weekend, which has now turned into an NBA All-Star two-week vacation. For everybody Amen. included. <laughs> Antonio, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for hopping on today. For sure. Thanks, Eric. Absolutely. That's Antonio Daniels joining us on the show today. We appreciate you listening to CBS Sports Radio. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be filling in for Bill Ryder today. Coming up on the other side, Patrick Mahomes has got me thinking about a very special and unique list. I'll tell you about it coming up on the other side. But first, Let's get you an update with Andrew Bogish. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. So, Tom, I want to go back and forth with you on this because you and I live in very different parts of the country. I am born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri. I've never lived anywhere else outside of the time that I was in college. You live in New York City. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do, Thomas. Not a (laughs) single thing you can't do. I sure do. So I wrote down four things that I think make someone a superstar. The four things that I think make an athlete a superstar are, number one, popularity. It also could just be polarization. I would then say impact. Are you somebody that has the ability to shift the pop culture conversation? When you do something, is there an impact about it? Does it... Does time sort of stop when you do something and make a decision? Accomplishments certainly is a pretty important one. Lastly, transcendent talent. Those are the four things that I think make an athlete a superstar. Popularity, impact, accomplishments, and transcendent talent. I think there are only four American team sport superstars. This is the list. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James, Steph Curry. I think those are the four. This is why I'm going to argue against some people, Tom, and I want you to give me your opinion. Let's take somebody like Giannis, who I think fits a lot of these criteria. Certainly got the accomplishments, certainly has transcendent talent. I think he's also pretty popular. I don't know if Giannis has the level of impact that these four people do. We know Steph Curry's wife's name. You know LeBron's wife's name. You know Patrick Mahomes' wife's name. You know who Aaron Rodgers is dating. If Aaron Rodgers went to a happening New York restaurant, it would be front page news on the New York Post. That's a level of superstardom. Giannis is just a very talented, great, all-time amazing basketball player. I don't know if he's transcended to superstar. A superstar can host Saturday Night Live. I don't know if Giannis can host Saturday Night Live. I just don't know if that's where he is. I ran this by somebody, and they said, what about Shohei Otani? If you drop Shohei Otani in downtown Kansas City, no one would bother him. Maybe a couple people go up to him and say, oh, hey, it would not be a major deal if Shohei pulled up. It just wouldn't be. I don't know if half of the people listening right now know what Shohei Otani looks like. It wouldn't just be that in Kansas City. I imagine that Shohei can walk around in a lot of places and not too many people bother him. Same thing for Mike Trout. The only time we've seen Mike Trout in the playoffs is when the Eagles make it. There is a difference between being a star athlete and a superstar athlete. We can name a lot of star athletes. A lot of really good, really talented. You'll debate them back and forth. You'll buy their jersey. There is a 
separate tier above that that puts you on a superstar level, a level like Tom Brady where we intimately discuss your personal life and your family life. Tiger Woods, Serena. We can name those people in non-team sports, but I'm talking about in American team sports. These are the four people that I think there are. I think it's Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James, and Steph Curry. I wanted to run this by you because you live in the NYC. Maybe you think Aaron Judge is on this list. I think Aaron Judge is, I think he's above Mike Trout in this. I still don't know if he qualifies for all four of these. To your point, Carrington, when you brought up Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, we just played Mike Trout talking about Shohei Otani, oh, I'd say two days ago on the show. Carrington, I had no idea that was Mike Trout talking. I could not recognize his voice. And he's, if not the biggest superstar in baseball, he's the second biggest. Um, so I'm with you there. There's nobody in the sport of baseball. You mentioned Aaron Judge, even here locally in NYC. No, I don't think so. The one gripe that I think I may have with you, I think Giannis and even Judge, I think they would really be good on SNL. I think they have that personality. I think almost they want to be a little bit boring, though, on purpose. I don't think any baseball player rises to this level. Like, you and I are around the same age. We grew up in the Chipper Jones era and the Ken Griffey Jr. and the Frank Thomas Big Hurt where they were on the cover getting their own baseball games. It feels like that's the level Aaron Judge is. Like, you live in New York. You're telling me that Aaron Judge is on the Derek Jeter? Like, you remember that one graphic they had on SportsCenter where it was, like, all the people that Derek Jeter have did? You felt invested in the personal life. You had certain memories and moments attached to Derek Jeter. I don't know if people really have that outside of New York with Aaron Judge. I acknowledge he is a phenomenal baseball player. He's great. I don't know if he's reached that level of superstar to the level that these other four have or if baseball players can do that anymore. We grew up in the McGuire and Sosa era where you were running up to people you didn't know. Hey, did McGuire hit a home run? Hey, did Sosa hit a home run? You felt invested in their chase. I didn't feel that with Aaron Judge here last year when he was going for the record. It felt very different to me. I think Aaron Judge checks three out of four boxes on your list. I don't think he's polarizing. And to your point, I think we saw it last summer when not everyone and maybe even, you know, most people were not polarized by that home run chase. They just weren't. And that's where I think the polarizing part matters. You know, with someone like LeBron, I think you could argue that LeBron is the most popular player in the league and also the most unpopular player in the league. There is no denying Aaron Rodgers' popularity. We also can agree that he has turned into a very polarizing figure. Some people agree with him. Some people don't agree with him. But when he talks, it moves the needle. If Josh Allen said that he was going on a darkness retreat, no one would have talked about it. No one would care about Josh Allen going on a darkness retreat. That's where Aaron Rodgers is. That in the offseason, what he's doing, what he's thinking about doing, what he, how he thinks and feels matters to people. It moves the needle. And that's a measure of superstar that I think you have to have. Nothing Aaron Judge says or does moves the needle outside of him playing baseball. That just makes you a star athlete. Being great. Be great at your profession. LeBron can say something outside of basketball that moves the needle. Patrick Mahomes can say something. 
Rodgers does it basically once a week with Pat McAfee. Aaron Judge cannot do that in really anything. Giannis can't do that. Luka can't do that. That's what I'm talking about, the measure of superstar that I think you have to be to be on this list. I think there's only four. I think it's Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Steph Curry, and LeBron James. You guys can chime in if you want, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. And tell me if you think I'm right on this list, wrong on this list, or is there anybody that you would add? But those are the four lists to me. Popularity, polarization, what's your social impact, accomplishments, and transcendent talent. I think there's a lot of athletes that check three of the four, some combination of the three of the four. I think there's only four people that check all four of those things and have just risen to the 1% of the 1% of the 1% where I would call them a superstar. We talked about this yesterday on my radio show, and I want to run this by you as well, Thomas. Who do you think is closer to being able to call themselves the GOAT? Is it Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid? I would argue Andy Reid for this reason. I think it's going to be nearly impossible for Patrick Mahomes to catch Tom Brady. Just off the sheer number of championships, the man's got seven. He's got ten appearances. If we're going to do the same thing to Patrick Mahomes that we did to LeBron James, hey, your four is cool, Mike's got six. Hey, Kobe, your five is cool, Mike's got six. I wonder if we're going to do the same thing to Brady that we've done to Jordan. Where in order for you to be in the conversation, you got to match it. And matching seven Super Bowls is crazy. I also wonder with Mahomes, and some of this counts for Reed, but I'll tell you why I think it's different. Let's say that Patrick Mahomes gets to six. Let's say that by the time he's done, Patrick Mahomes wins six championships. He wins the second most in the history of the NFL. Well, what's the difference going to be with the one Oh, yeah, Tom Brady's team won 31-9 in a Super Bowl against prime Patrick Mahomes. I think that's going to be the narrative. That's going to be the conversation around it, which I think will inevitably, unless Mahomes gets to eight, will make it nearly impossible for him to pass Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't think that Andy Reid's going to have to go through all of those same humps. This is why. Let's say that the Patriots keep being exactly who they are right now. Not bad, but not really that good. They're not a Super Bowl contender. They're not a threat. No one is worried about the Patriots. The best they could do is probably win 10 games, maybe lose in the wild card round. They do not scare you in the least bit. And Andy just keeps winning championships. And by the time Andy is done, he has five. I think people might weigh those five a little bit differently. Because we've seen Andy do it now with two organizations that gets him to the Super Bowl. We've seen Andy do it with Alex Smith. We've seen Andy do it with Patrick Mahomes. We've seen him do it with Donovan McNabb. We've seen him do it with Coy Detmer. Like We've seen Andy do it with a variety of quarterbacks in a variety of different situations. We've only seen Belichick do it in the one. And I wonder the further and further away removed from Belichick's success that it's been, especially seeing Tom do it without him. It's not like they only had success together. Tom left and Tom won a ring. Belichick stayed and got him to the first round of the playoffs where they got smoked by the Buffalo Bills, and then they missed the playoffs this season. I think there's a greater chance of Andy 
being able to call himself the GOAT by the time he's done the Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be nearly impossible for Pat to do it. I think there's an avenue and a pathway for Andy Reid to win five championships, be one, maybe win four and be two back of Bill Belichick, and people will still look at Andy as being a better coach than Bill Belichick. The Bill Belichick side of your argument there is a fascinating one that I haven't thought about from that angle before. But I'm going to say Mahomes, and I'm going to say it for this reason. Do I think he's going to get to seven Super Bowls and ten appearances? Probably not. That seems like a long shot. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think, and to your point with with your uh, four boxes of criteria for making a, a superstar, I'm going to go back to transcendent talent. I already think at 27 years old, there's no debate that Patrick Mahomes is already more talented than Tom Brady ever was, even at the peak of his career, whenever you want to say his peak was. I think if Mahomes were to get to four or five, maybe even six, that you would point to his talent level being so much greater than Brady's that the GOAT argument could be up for debate. I just looked it up. Bill Belichick's record without Tom Brady, because I wanted to have the up-to-date current information, is 79-87. and Without Tom Brady as his starting quarterback, Bill Belichick is under 500. Now, I'm not going to be the one to say that Belichick doesn't get credit for what he did with Tom Brady. It's not like Tom Brady was Peyton Manning, the number one overall pick, the can't-miss prospect. It's not what Tom Brady was. We know Tom Brady's backstory. Belichick and the Patriots get credit for developing Tom Brady and help him turn into the quarterback that he became. So I'm giving Belichick that credit. But I've seen Bill Belichick without Tom Brady, and he has been a below 500 coach. You can't say that about Andy Reid. Andy Reid, without Patrick Mahomes, was still immensely successful. I think he was on a Hall of Fame path before Patrick Mahomes ever showed up. I saw him win playoff games with Alex Smith. I've seen him go to a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb. I've, I've seen Andy in a lot of different situations win. You haven't seen Belichick in a lot of situations and win. I think Andy's a little closer to passing Belichick than I think Patrick Mahomes is in passing Tom Brady. Keep it right here. We're going to head to Kansas City and be joined by Josh Klingler of the Chiefs Radio Network to get his stories from the Super Bowl, the parade, and also talk about Eric Bieniemy, who looks like he's going to take the commander's offensive coordinator job. That's coming up. Keep it right here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.